issue. (laughs) Uh, It's the paradox of embracing suffering versus glorifying suffering. Suffering's a big issue, and there's lots of different takes on it. And we have, as a church throughout history, have had a, a host of different approaches to it. We have been all over the map. And it really is an issue Because not one of us is immune from suffering. And we try really hard not to suffer (laughs) to to varying degrees of success. Everybody has their version. And the problem, like pretty much everything else, is we try to understand. And so we tend to end up in ditches. On, On one hand, we get fatalistic. And sort of it's, it's our cross to bear. And uh, we kind of get a little, a martyr complex. And another ditch says, you know, because God is good and God is love and he wants good things for us, that if we just use our faith enough, we will like overcome. We just won't have suffering at all. You know, it'll just be a, a blissful experience. Those are both ditches. Because we really do have both things to grapple. It is a paradox because God is good and he is love and he does want good things for his kids. But in this world, you will have tribulation, but cheer up, I've overcome the world. And so there's a way to handle suffering and a way to view suffering where we feel it and we're not uh, shocked that we feel it. I mean, it is, you know, a lot of times when stuff hits us, we really are shocked. And, you know, I'm not condemning that, but, you know, taking a broader view of the issue of suffering, it's a thing that happens as human beings. And we are human beings. God says, in this world, you will have tribulation, but cheer up, I've overcome the world. So there's a way to overcome tribulation, but I I would put it to you, it's not always in the place where, wow, if you just use your faith enough, you're going to avoid it all. That's, I, that's, I just think, is la-la land. But using your faith, you do overcome it. And there is a, a joy unspeakable and full of glory And on the other hand, we don't want to glorify suffering as this, if you're suffering more, that you, um, you're more holy, right? And that's really a Gnostic view that we just, you know, uh, it's, it's, there's the the Gnostic version, the Greek Gnostic version, which is if you just live ascetically and deny your flesh, quote unquote, that somehow you're more holy. You're holy because of what Christ did. Um, and that did involve suffering. And, you know, as, as partakers of the divine nature, there is a suffering that God really does call us to, but it's not a suffering as punishment. It's a suffering as being conformed into the image of Christ. There are things that we want to do. And I'll say flesh. And uh, when I say flesh, um, I'm not talking about a nature. 
you you have a holy nature because of the finished work of the cross. There is no sin nature, but in the place where in our our mindsets that are fallen, we want to get back at people. We want vengeance. We want justice, and a lot of times our version of justice looks like vengeance. We want, um, you know, we feel sorry for ourselves. Or we get in a fleshly mindset that somehow we're so holy because we're we're doing this and doing that. And maybe, you know, and we can turn any godly discipline. You know, disciplines are there to help us connect with God better so that we're being conformed into the image of Christ, that we're being transformed by the renewing of our minds. And as the disciplines, Bible reading, fasting, prayer, all of those things, as those disciplines help us do that, they're doing what they were designed to do. When they become a price tag, and it can be very subtle to being more holy, then we're actually saying that we are working towards our holiness, that we it is the price tag versus Jesus paying the price and us yielding to what Holy Spirit is doing in us, which does not feel good a lot of times, right? If you're being conformed into the image of Christ, well, think about it. You know, if you're being conformed into a mold and you're not the shape of the mold, you're going to feel something that won't feel good. <laughs> so the correction of God, which is godly discipline, is not going to feel good. It isn't, but it does yield the peaceable fruits of righteousness. It's going to bring out the champion in you. It's going to bring out the, the loveliness. So anything that's not loves is going to be consumed. God is a consuming fire. What does he consume? Everything that's not of love's kind. And that's not going to feel good. And so that's going to feel like a suffering, but it does yield the, the peaceable fruits of righteousness. You know, Jesus also said that in this world, we would have tribulation. It is true. Okay. We're going to suffer some things, sickness or financial issues or rejection or divorce or whatever. There's things that we're going to suffer. But cheer up, he has overcome the world. There are ways to overcome. And he's gifted us with things in the natural realm. He's gifted us with things in the spiritual realm. And he's gifted us with the ability to take a long view perspective that maybe these things aren't as sweeping and overpowering as maybe we talked about. For these light and momentary troubles are working for you a more exceeding and eternal weight of glory as what? As you look at the things that are not seen for the things that are seen or temporal, but the things that are not seen are eternal. You can take a long view and say, you know what? Okay. This is not fun. I'm not pretending like it's fun and I'm not guarding my language so that I never like am authentic about my experience just because I have this sort of superstitious thing that my words will come to pass. And I'm not saying that your words aren't powerful. I'm just saying you can be honest. Okay. That's not that you're not saying there's not something on the other side, but listen, if you have cancer, let someone know <laughs> so they can stand with you against the cancer or whatever it is, if you're suffering. So instead of just bottling up inside and just saying that was kind of a word of faith ditch, what you know, do is let people know what's really going on with you. Don't put on church face. But, you know, on the other hand, don't put on scowl face either. Don't put on self-pitying face, okay? So there's, you know, we're trying to navigate 
these ditches. You know, the other thing is that your suffering doesn't make you more holy, but you can embrace God's work in you, which doesn't feel good, which you can call as a suffering. And that will actually yield the peaceable fruits of righteousness. That will yield the who you are in conformity to the image of Christ that is righteous and is holy and is gorgeous. And so that's God working in you, okay? And so this is a death to the ego. Well, that puppy needs to go. It is ugly. And you know what? We all have it. I have it. And when I see it, there are times when I nurse a little bit, I'm like, okay, I need to not be a hypocrite and just... um bring that before the Lord. I usually don't nurse it very long. I'm usually pretty good at that. Um, uh, Sometimes I'm really good at hopping on it. Sometimes I want to sit with it a little bit (laughs) and enjoy my ego, but I will engage with God with it. And, and usually that'll help me get over myself, get over yourself, Catherine, you know, not everything's about you or, you know, whatever that is, but that death of that ego does not feel good. The death of the false self, the flesh, And I'm not talking about your physical flesh because your physical flesh is good. Jesus had one. He votes for it. One member of the Godhead uh, has a human body for eternity. And so the human body uh, is not bad. The passions that you have are not bad. It's lust that is bad. And that's a fallen mindset, the selfishness and the egocentric. It's all about me. We're about other giving love right? And we also love ourselves. And so we're balancing out loving self, loving others. We're balancing it out. And we have Holy Spirit in us to work that in us. Let me see. I did pull up some scriptures for you because there's a lot. God speaks a lot here. Um, So Romans 5, 2, 3, 5, Passion Translation, our faith guarantees us permanent access into the marvelous kindness that has given us a perfect relationship with God. Isn't that beautiful? What an incredible joy bursts forth within us as we keep celebrating our hope of experiencing God's glory. Well, that's an experiential reality. It's already been established. Salvation is complete. We're working it out with fear and trembling, why we're holy beings and one with a holy God. And so it's a holy process, right? But I love it. Verse three, this is so joyful, but that's not all exclamation point. Even in times of trouble, we have a joyful confidence. Okay. So you can have a joyful confidence, even when there's trouble. How many of you are experiencing trouble? Well, you can have in the midst, a joyful, transcendent confidence, knowing that our pressures or our troubles or our trials will develop in us patient endurance. This is causing that to work for us. Okay. So when I say embracing your trials, I'm not saying they're good. Okay. There are sucky things going on. They're not good but you can make it work for your good to develop patient endurance. What, what if your ugly trial, one of the fruits of that as you're working through it is bringing out this lovely patient endurance. So, you know, someone's talking smack about you on social media. Well, you know what? You don't have to be ugly. Okay. You can endure. And patience, endurance will refine our character and proven character leads us back to hope. There's a hope that's greater than all this mess. There's a hope that's greater than all the political dynamics, whichever side of the the multiple sides of the spectrum 
we're on. There's a hope that's greater. It's transcendent. And this hope is not a disappointing fantasy. Ding to ding ding. This is real. Your ability to transcend in the suffering, all the crap that's happening is real because we now can experience the endless love Oh my God, this makes me so happy of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. I'm going to say that again, particularly since I interrupted myself. And this hope is not a disappointing fantasy because we can now experience the endless love of God cascading in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. I I love this in the Passion Translation because it gives you such a visual. If his love is cascading in you, no one can take that away from you. Nothing can separate you from the love of God in the midst of your trial. And you can make that trial work for you. As you look not at the things which you're seeing, well, the things that we're seeing, there is a lot of ugly. I mean, as I say, I only turn, I look at the news, I'm like, okay, I'm getting mad or I'm getting depressed or I'm getting fearful. Okay. I'm turning that puppy off because, and then turning in, what are you saying, God? Okay. You're saying, because this hope is not a dis- disappointing fantasy because we can now experience the endless love of God cascading in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in you. The Holy Spirit doesn't flit around. Okay, the Holy Spirit is omnipresent in every child of God, which is every person ever born. That's what a child means. You're not a child because you chose your father. You're a child because your father birthed you. And then we get to choose him back. And as we choose him back, he conforms us into the image of Christ and we grow up as sons and daughters. And that's how we make suffering work for us. I also like, uh, blah, 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 blah. okay, I'm, I'm, I chose this one because there's so many. First uh, John 4, 12 through 16, it says, beloved friends. Okay, I love the start of this is because number one, we are as friends, as brethren, brothers and sister, sister, we have relationships. So we are automatically Um, There's something beautiful here. And we are beloved. Okay. So in your trial, it doesn't mean that God's mad at you. He's not punishing you. Okay. So get that crapola out of your consciousness. Beloved friends, if life gets extremely difficult with many tests, don't be bewildered as though something strange were overwhelming you. Okay. So in other words, sometimes, let me just help you. We just need to get a grip crap it happens it really does and you know it's the fact that crap does happen in this world you will have tribulation let's not freak let's like get a grip and say okay wow i guess i'm part of the human experience instead so we kind of get a grip you know because a lot of times it's like this is happening this is happening what's wrong right we're freaking out <laughs> okay <laughs> uh, this is our option so we get a grip Instead, continue to rejoice. Okay, so we have this ability to rejoice in the midst, to have hope in the midst. In a measure, so you don't have to like overdo it. You don't have to be fakey-wakey. But there's a level of joy that you can connect with. For you have shared in the sufferings of the anointed one. Jesus suffered. And this was not a price tag to get holy. 
it is the process of revealing the holiness that's already there. So this is like, wow, okay, I'm going to use this suffering for me so I can be, there's a joy in it. You have shared in the sufferings of the anointed one so that you can share in the revelation of his glory and celebrate with even greater gladness. I'm going to make this puppy work for it. Listen, if you're going to suffer, make it work for you. All right. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are greatly blessed. Well, you know, Christians are not exactly popular. Like I was getting ready to figure out what I'm doing with my Christmas letter this year. And I was shopping for um, Christmas stamps. I couldn't find any. Let me put it real Christmas stamps. Once I'd actually said Jesus is born and we're celebrating the birth of Christ, those kind of stamps, couldn't find a one. There was one that kind of looked weird, that kind of looked like the queen of heaven. I'm like, you're freaky looking. I don't like you. Otherwise, we had, you know, Santa stuff and a sort of um, holiday generic stuff or winter stuff. And then all sorts of holidays that are not Christmas you know, so wow, um, there's a thing going on. We're not liked right now. And okay, where am I? Sorry. <laughs> Let's see. If you are insulted be- uh, because of the name of Christ, you are greatly blessed. We are greatly blessed. This is just a revelation. Wow, there's something operating that's counter that. Now let's not get this martyr complex, but you know what? It means that we are different. And not everybody likes the fact that you're a believer, that you follow Christ there. And, and right now it is not popular. It's not sexy. Like, so what? We're greatly blessed because the spirit of glory and power, who is the spirit of God rests upon you. Now that stamp thing is such a, a minor form of persecution. It's just kind of a shocker. I've never seen that before. You know, it says, let none of you merit suffering as a murderer, thief, criminal, or as one who meddles in the affairs of others. I like that thrown in the criminal class. If you suffer for being a Christian, don't consider it a disgrace, but a privilege. Okay, now we're not going to get in that thing of, I'm suffering so much. I'm such a martyr, right? But you're just like, wow, there's something different about me that these worldly mindsets and the spirits moving behind that, the attitudes and whatever, do not like. Don't consider disgrace, but a privilege to glorify God because you carry the anointed one's name. In other words, we don't need to compromise. You know, I really, Christmas, I really want to celebrate the birth of Christ, the one who became flesh. So you know what I did for my stamp thing? And this is a mild thing, so I don't want to overdraw, you know, over dramatize it. But I just bought a bunch of stamps with a heart on it because love came down and was incarnated. Love became flesh and dwelt among us. And so that's what I did for my stamps. Uh, so I couldn't find a, you know, Jesus baby one. Well, love became flesh. And that's what I did. But it was noticeable. And you know what? It's like, wow, there you go. Okay. Maybe, you know, we are suffering some persecution and maybe it'll get worse. Nobody freak. We have a hope. We have a joy. We can cause it to transcend us. Maybe there's just some natural things that we're suffering. Yeah. You know, stuff in our bodies or we got COVID or vaccine, no vaccine or family members disagreeing on whether you should get vaccinated. I mean, I'm not sure that we're going to get invited to Thanksgiving dinner because we're not all on board with everything that they believe. And so, well, okay, whatever that is, you know, stuff will happen. 
But cheer up. Christ has overcome the world. He's in you. You can have that cascading love that causes hope to flourish and causes joy to flourish. And so we get to have that in the midst. That's our transcending ability. So we can embrace the suffering of being conformed into the image of Christ. Wow, that's good for us. It doesn't feel good, but it's good for us. And we like the results. We love the results. It means you're firing on all cylinders, right? It's who you are. And in the place where there's other kinds of suffering, because we have a fallen world, we have people who don't like us. We have you know, stuff happened, just natural stuff happened. Okay, we can use that to work out beautiful things in us. We can forgive. We cannot take the bait and we can overcome. This is where we can embrace suffering, but not glorify it as a stair step to glorification as a work. Uh, and we don't take it on as an identity. We're not more holy, but we can let it work the holiness that's already in us, uh, work it out. That's working out our salvation with fear and trembling. Anyway, I hope this has been a blessing for you. I hope it's helped to clarify you. I hope it's released some joy in the midst. Yay, you've got it. You're an overcomer and God is doing it in you. Let him encourage you uh, in it. Let him love you where it hurts and engage with him in the places where, wow, ugly things in you need to be um, taken care of, like put aside and bring out the loveliness in you. You can totally make it work for you. That is your birthright as a son and as a daughter. And always remember, you are adored in the midst. Have an amazing day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.